Star Wars en direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Transmissions. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinates like the beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom on this uh, glorious evening of October 25th, 2005, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. How you doing, Sebastian? I'm doing great as well. Tonight we got a lot of things planned for the show. It's going to be incredible. Uh, we're going to be talking very, very briefly about Star Wars Tales of the Jedi uh, because we've got somebody really great coming to the show. And uh, we're basically going to be cutting off like the Tales of the Jedi in many different parts, but, you know, they'll be... There'll be much more time in the coming years to discuss it. After all, now that I'm the producer, I can say we discuss Tales of the Jedi comics by comics. Now, that would be hell. To be a long time. Yeah, just be huge. Just like listening to all 30 Stormtrooper Bob in one show. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and I think we would lose a lot of people by doing that. All right, well, tonight we're going to have the polls, right? We certainly will. Uh, we're going to have a short collecting news and short community update. But right now, Brian, please tell us, how can people con- contact us? You can reach us by email at studio at SWNDirect.com. Um, our Star Wars on Direct newsletter, our chat, our webcam, which is down because Sebastian didn't put on his makeup tonight. Yeah, that's it. It's, un- it's unfortunate. 
Is it really? I mean, look no, look, not really. Look not, not really. You, you don't know. Look at me tonight. You, you really no. don't want to. Well, you can and links to listen to us live. Uh, our blog and our new stars on direct message board are all on the main page. So all links, all contacts on how to get us. It's Star Wars Direct dot com, and you can reach us by MSN Messenger at SWENdirect at hotmail dot com. There is a possibility that our sound card might crash, but it's not a big deal because it will come back on the air very, very shortly, so you don't have to worry about it at all. That's right. You know what? I'm pretty sure it's not going to be happening. It's, it's, it's going to hold. It's going to hold. Knocking on wood is going to hold. All right. Well, Daddy's gone, and uh, this time it's uh, it's almost for good. Uh, he's going to be coming back on the show for for you know from time to time to tell us a little bit about books and stuff like that. We promise you, you're not going to miss him totally, and we'll be bringing him back. Uh, I just want to say that especially tonight because we're doing like a special guest at a special time and all that. Uh, we might actually have to cut the show while we're doing it to jump into the Chris Gore interview because his schedule is very, very busy. For those of you who know Chris Gore from Chris from, from FilmThread.com, uh, you know he's probably a very busy guy. So, And we're going to be talking to him right after he shot his DVD Tuesday review on uh, Attack of the Show. Oh, awesome. Straight from uh, LA's G4 studio. So this is going to be really fun. Uh, I want to quickly mention the fact that I got a chance to uh, go see Stay last week with Ewan McGregor. And uh, Ryan Goldschwip or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very fucked up movie. I'm uh-huh. not gonna lie here. Uh, it's got the most beautiful transitions I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? It's it's very bizarre. It's it's an attempt to. Well, I'm probably you're, you're probably gonna dismiss me on that, but uh, it's it's sort of an attempt to go six cents. But with a lot, a lot of me- of masculine in your butt. In uh, your I I couldn't go. S- I couldn't s- go see it with you because I was picking up my uncle at the airport. But yeah. uh, I I saw History of Violence finally. Okay. I loved it. I, it I heard very. very good reviews oh, about it's very violent though. Oh yeah. It, it's pretty intense. All right. It's it's I. It's not for young children. Let's put it lightly. Okay. But like, there's one scene where the son of Viggo Morton's getting beat up, like getting beat up, like. Intimidated at school And he yeah. goes psycho on the bull And he beats the shit out of him I loved it Wow Alright Well uh, To go back on stay I just want to say that uh, You should actually go If you're a, fil- a, stu- a film student You should go see it on the big screen uh, Whenever you can If you're not sure about the movie uh, I can tell you It's very mind-boggling So You can either go see it as matinee Or just keep it a rant But It's it's a very very nice movie to watch uh, However I have my belief, and so do my friends, that the director was a little bit on hash when he actually filmed that thing. <laughs> Jeez. But it, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's a really nice movie. And uh, I'm probably going to make a lot of people jealous out there. Probably not you, Brian, because you just don't care about anime. But I saw Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which is the story that takes place two years after the end of the video game. And it's just a beauty to watch for the eyes the story feels well with the rest of the game if you've played a game you're going to love the story uh, the DVD will be coming out soon in North America uh, I saw it on the big screen and hopefully this movie will make it to the major theaters because it's definitely it's something. worth it oh yeah definitely worth it great it's definitely worth it I, I really hope it makes it to the to the actual uh, thing uh, now that the site is back up, uh, I had cut it out because I 
didn't think we would actually be able to do so. Uh, I'm going to have to rework that website, man. It's like too white and there's too much stuff all over the place. Are, are you just trying to piss off Danny now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chewy of Borg actually mentioned us that uh, he didn't like the fact that some of our uh, former teammates referred to comic books as brainless just because there are pictures in it. Uh, I just I actually answered and there were no other answer after that. I'm just going to say you know what comic books are not are not mindless or brainless. Uh, they just I actually do require a lot, a lot less of brain exercise to read. Which of course, is actually you don't have to imagine it. Yeah, it's it, and it's it's actually a very good, uh, very good relaxation to take after reading a book such as Darkness and stuff like that, you know. And uh, you got to read comic books as well because they're really, really fun and enjoyable. It's a different medium. Yep, it's definitely a different medium. But if you want to do respect the, it yeah, just as much, if you want to do the ultimate, uh, the ultimate test, as I was telling him, just go get yourself the audiobook for Shadow of the Empire, the comic book, and the book. Listen to the audiobook first, then read the book, and then read the comic book. And you're probably going to have... And then you can go play the video game. And then go play the video game if you want to. But you're going to listen to the soundtrack. You're going to have, most definitely, like, three different point of views of the, of the thing. Well, I think that they, what the, they did video games, they did the book, and then they did the comic book, and there's an audiobook. And there's a soundtrack, so you can get a kind of a feel for it all. Yeah. All right, so... As we say here, on with the show. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the Pulse for October 25th, 2005. We have learned recently that... uh, Satellite viewers like myself will soon be able to see the entire Star Wars trilogy on Spike Network. So uh, they'll have uh, all six films, and they paid somewhere between sixty-five million and seventy million for a six-year exclusive deal to con- for uh, covering all six Lucasfilm Star Wars movies. Wow! Wow! So. So that's our, you know, it's huge, huge. Also, um, two days from now, on the twenty seventh, the Lucas Film Animation Corporation Singapore will open, and they'll be handling the upcoming Star Wars Toon series and the live action TV series by uh, George Lucas. Or that uh, was announced earlier this year. Also, today, we have the new Essential Guide to Chronology coming out. So, uh, next week, we're going to be covering that on our very own show. Hopefully. Hopefully, if we can <laughs> get the money together. <laughs> you think we could, we, we're going to be, like, reading a book on, on Sunday night altogether? Yeah, all we're going to be sharing it one, o- one over the other. Yeah, that's it. I'll make Coco. <laughs> darling. <Yay. laughs> Sometimes it's just sad, people. Just okay. So, um... In October 2002, Dark Horse launched um, their new direction for their monthly Star Wars series with a new title and a new storyline for um, the for called Republic. And um, they, the last issue of Star Wars Republic will be coming out uh, soon, 
I guess. And it will be covering the last two weeks after the after Revenge of the Sith, and it will be all about Darth Vader. It's going to be called The Rise of Darth Vader, and you can go check out a cover on uh, Dark Horse. They ha- it's a wonderful cover of Darth Vader on it, terrorizing people. That's nice. It's very cool. Also... There, in uh, there were two new titles coming out in January from Dark Horse uh, called Rebellion and Nice Little Republic. Dark Horse uh, will continue with the Nice Little Republic Rebellion uh, 25 cent flip book, which will be fit available in February. Um, but then in March, you'll get the return of Tag and Bink Special Edition by Kevin Rubio and Lucas Margon, and an that untitled Both at One Shot. Oh, really? Very interesting. Indeed. Yep. And since 2006 is also the Dark Horse 20th anniversary, there will be something very cool coming up in the next year. All right. Also, I have a couple of little things holding on uh, that I'm that I ha- that I'm holding kind of close to my chest. I have a video of Yoda from the Phantom Menace. Uh. Um, it's been digitally it's altered. It's nice. It's nice. Personally, I like it. Uh, there's a few people I've shown them. I showed it to. They were like, not against. Like, we're how many? How many freaking like edition of the, those things is he gonna make? Hopefully, he's gonna go for one last one, or maybe like one prior to last one. Who knows? I think we'll get it in the 2007 edition pack DVD thing. Uh, it's the anniversary. Yeah, that's gonna be nice. Yeah, it's gonna be very nice. Um, we're gonna try and put that up on our RSS feed. All right. Through for the iTunes six user and anyone you can just download it'll be an RSS RSS feed. And also we have uh, I've been I've listened to the Revenge of the Sith audio commentary uh, today, and it's awesome. And we're gonna play a little bit for you tonight during the break. But you know what? You're gonna have to suffer through Stormtrooper Bomb number eighteen before that. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> all right. So, is that all? That is Mr. all. Fisto. All right. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. And welcome back to Star Wars. What were you saying, Brian? <laughs> later, later, when we got a break. All right, neglecting news this week. Uh, the uh, there was an tactics scout trooper. Is it an error or variation? Uh, there were some packages of tactics booster packs with uh, two scout troopers in it, but with different powers. Uh, one with shoot back power and one with rally ability. Hmm. A scout trooper with rally ability. That's when he just like goes around on his speeder bike and making like herding. Folk people, I, I I don't know. I don't play a tactics. 
Well, uh, it's been announced there will be a Walmart exclusive DVD commemorative pack, and uh, it's it's actually uh, quite nice. It includes uh, three troopers looking at you down. So it's, it's, you know it's going to be a very nice little piece if you're going to go to go to Walmart. But uh, if you're in Quebec, well, hopefully you won't, and uh, you'll come to something that I'll mention later on. Uh, Asbro has given some news because the Force, bla- force Battlers are coming back up in force, as well as some custom action figures. That's right, folks, custom action figures. And of course, Asbro's site just taking like forever to load, and it's got wonderful sound on it. So, for those of you who would like to know more about that, feel free to go to asbro.com. They've got all the information about right there. Uh, do you remember the covered ops clone trooper? Yep. Well, it's it's finally coming back from StarWarsShop.com. Yes, yes, because it was creating created especially for the DVD release, thus expanded universe, and uh, it actually is reminding of a grape Kool Aid concoction gone bad. When you take a good look at it, it's pretty true, you know. Yeah. It looks. It doesn't look all that good, but. Hey, what the hell, it's not a white armor, at least, so Karen Travis must be really happy about that. She was going for the black armor, it's like, why can't it be black? And uh, some Olo Emperor were found at the Toys R Us uh, for eight bucks Canadian in Belleville, Ontario. It's not too far away, so it's between here hopefully, and uh, Toronto. Uh, yeah, and hopefully um, uh, our friends from uh, Federation Toys will uh, have some and we'll be able to order it from them. And uh, I want to mention that uh, next week is the release of the Episode 3 DVD. Really? Yeah. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. So I'm not sure we're going to be actually doing the show on Tuesday, because I should be dressing up and all that. So, But we'll have to talk about it. You know. We'll see. We'll see how, how the fan really wants the show to, to be happening. All right. <laughs> Well, with the uh, upcoming DVD release, there's going to be a lot of action going on around there. Uh, I want to say that uh, the friendly folks from the Imperial Alliance here in Quebec will be at the Archambault store on Tuesday evening. So that's next Tuesday, while we'll be doing the show. They're going to be over there. So we at might which store? Archambault downtown, uh, the, the Berry one, the one uh, here in Montreal. Okay, so then one that's not in direct competition with my store. No, not really. But then on Friday, we're going to be at the one who's in direct competition with your store, which means it's the one at the El Dalamud. And on Saturday, we're going to be on the uh, South Shore. We're going to be visiting the Boucherville and Brossard stores. And then on uh, on Sunday, we're going to be at uh, the Laval store and the Anjou store. Very cool. And we're going to be all over the place. We're going to be there to be taking pictures. There's going to be a lot of things going on, you know, we're going to have clone troopers, stormtroopers, and Darth Vaders and all that, and uh, we're going to make sure that you get, you guys get your, you know, picture taken with the, with the big bad guy. So, it promises to be a very, very nice uh, show. Alright. So, I'm just 
stressing a little bit. Now. Okay, uh, I'll go. Brian, you had something uh, I'm to going say. quickly. Uh, my buddy, our buddy Martin, yeah. um, is now oh. hosting Star Wars Miniatures Games. Yes, uh, at the uh, Fast Fast store uh-huh. in Verdun. Yes, um, and on the nineteenth of November, w- of November, they will be we will they will be holding a ATAT uh, contest giveaway. So it's going to be a tournament. You're going to play. Everyone's going to play each other once, and then they're going to determine standing, and then you're going to go up against the ATAT. That's nice. To win an ATAT, first person that kills the ATAT wins the ATAT. So basically, all you need to do is just shoot all the other ones while they're getting shot by the ATAT. No, no, no. no. It's going to be, it's gonna be a, a tournament first to determine okay. your placement, and then say you get first, you get first up against the ATAT. Oh, that's that's not cool. <laughs> Can I run and hide behind the shield generators? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is probably not a good idea, because the blast will give you a plus 20 damage unless you save, unless you throw a save of 11 or more. Something like that. And uh, you're going to have to use the same team in for your tournament game and against the ATAT. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of teams come out of it. What was your magic team there with uh, Obi-Wan and Luke and the other, the other guy? Obi-Wan and Luke and... You fucked up bastard team. <laughs> that was sixty points of damage. Oh, that, that nine one times shot. one shot. It's like forget it, man. That's it. Is it like three critical hit three times? I can do that. Yeah. That's that that that's ouch. Yeah. You don't play clones again, that team. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Minnesota Force will be having an Halloween. Will be in their uh, the Halloween par- parade in. Uh, uh, Minnesota, of course. Uh, it's going to be Hanukkah Halloween Parade, third one. And uh, you can find more information by going to the boards at uh, the Fanforce Minnesota. And uh, you can also PM Myrax80 for more details. Costume and uncostume people are encouraged to come. And uh, we hope you can make it to this spooktacular event. Spooktacular? Uh, yeah, spooktacular. Spooky. Yeah. Halloween. It's, it's well done. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, this coming weekend, again, the Imperial Alliance will be part of La Grande Masquerade, which is basically the Halloween party of Montreal. So if you know anyone here in Montreal or that you want to have a really great time and you're in the vicinity, I highly encourage you to uh, come down because for the for for October 27th to the 30th, there's going to be lots of party going on, lots of dances and all that. And uh, Star Wars on Direct is going to be there live on the site, and we're probably going to have the webcam going on all weekend. So, you know, we're going to do a little competition to the uh, Star Wars uh, hyperspace webcam, but we're going to have like the community thing going on. It's going to be really, really fun. So you should check out the webcam this weekend, because I promise you there's going to be a lot of fun things happening all over, all over the weekend, but most likely uh, during the evenings. And this pretty much concludes the community update for today. I would like to apologize uh, in my name to all of the great audio release. Uh, I just want to tell you guys that, uh, yeah. Can you check the emails? <laughs> no, I can't. No, you can't? I'm going to see if I can check the emails. Uh, yeah, so basically that's it. Uh, I want to apologize to all the fan audio release that came out since uh, last week. Uh, I promise you that uh, we're going to take a look at all of that on next week. And uh, until then, feel free to keep on keep up the good work. And for those of you who would like to know uh, what's happening in the uh, wonderful community of 
uh, fan audio release, feel free to go to StarWarsFanWorks.com. Nathan, Nathan Butler's very good site. All right. Well, uh, Ikasra, I'm really sorry. Right now, we still haven't received your Star Wars Galaxies news. We're going to be uh, we're going to make sure to uh, take a look at it later on during the show. See if we can. Uh, Make it happen or not, but uh, we know a lot has been going on, and uh, Ikasha was telling me just last night that he was uh, still considering maybe leaving the the game. It's incredible what better testing will do to gamers. It's it's, it's a stressful thing. It's, it's stressful, but it seems to be also very deceiving. So you know what, guys, just keep up the good work and keep on having fun because that's what you want to do. All right. Well, now we're going to go to a uh, musical break and uh, a fairly long snippet of uh, of a very sh- nice surprise that uh, Brian brought us tonight. And uh, we'll be right back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. I want to mention that uh, we might actually cut the snippet, and then we'll bring you back to it. Promise. We just want to get Mr. Gore on the air. And go through the interview with him. So we'll see you on the other side. We'll see you on the other side. Hi, this is Darion Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stackpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. Stormtrooper Bob, Episode 18, The Escort of Boba Fett. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Han Solo has been frozen in carbonite. As we join Stormtrooper Bob and his squad, they are escorting Boba Fett and the frozen hand Solo to Slave One. I really think that Wookiee should be the next to get frozen. Shut up, Angus. You know Lord Vader got something planned. Now, you all gotta be quiet. I want to talk to this Boba Fett guy. Hey, uh, Mr. Fett? Yeah, I was, I was just wondering if you had time for a side job. You see, there's this little green Muppet back on Dagobah. Well, I, I need him evicted. Oh, hey, Bob. Don't bother the great Boba Fett with trivial jobs. Anyway, me and Boba, we're going to go track Mon Mothma down. Right, Boba? Shut up, Lewis. He ain't going anywhere. No, see, he nodded yes. No, he did not. Yes, he did after I asked. He nodded yes, eh? Sure, Lewis. Whatever. Alright, well, I think with the current chain of events, you know, Mr. Solo being frozen and all, this means that, uh, the pretty, pretty Princess Leia is now available. What do you think? You think she'll go for a sexy Scottish stud like myself? I think a Tom-Tom's got a better chance on Tatooine. Hey, don't even joke about that. That's not funny, eh? Brainless Ewoks. Bob and his squad continue to escort Boba Fett to his ship. We join them as they round the corner. Hey! Hey, that looks like Luke Skywalker. Duke who? Luke! Oh, wow, it is Luke. Hey, Luke, how you doing? Hey, say hi to your dad for me. Good to see you. 
Who is Luke Skywalker? You know, Luke Skywalker. He's the guy that blew up the Death Star, eh? What are you talking about? Twitch blew up the Death Star. Angus, Ixnay on the S-Star Day. Ixnay on the S-Star Day? Shut up about the Death Star. Oh, right. I forgot. What actually the squad responsible for destroying the Death Star? Shut up, Angus, or I'll take you back to hang out with Chewbacca. Oh, sorry, Bob. Oh, man, that's my comlink. Oh, crap, now, where is that thing? I swear I need to find the pockets on this armor. After two minutes of fumbling, Lewis finally helps Bob find his comlink. Bob and his squad are ordered to go back. As backup for the stormtroopers escorting Princess Leia, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and Lando Calrissian. As the squad round the corner... They find Chewbacca trying to choke Lando Calrissian. Well, I'd choke him too. Holy jeez, his feet aren't even touching the ground, eh? Hey, he's trying to say something. Han! <laughs> There's still a chance to save Han at the east platform. Sure, save the Han sickle. Oh, hey. They're going after my buddy Boba Fett. As Bob and his squad follow Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, and Chewbacca, a firefight begins. Get out, squad! Get out! Are you crazy? You want to get yourself shot? Yeah, they, they like hit the thing today, man. Oh no, Boba Fett left without me. Oh, wait, here's this letter on the floor that's addressed to me from Boba Fett. Well, Stoy, we need to get after them thar rebels. Bob and his squad run after the rebels. They catch up as the rebels are trying to get out to the Millennium Falcon. Holy jeez, look, that's my blue milk keg. Where did he come from? I already lost Boba Fett. I won't lose my party keg. Lewis, wait. Ah, shoot. Let's move out, squad. Oh, wait. I can't see that little droid. He created a smoke screen or something, eh? Well, it's not like you can't walk through it there. That's true. Hey, fog dispenser. That would be perfect for my party keg, eh? All right, you rebels. You want some of this? Ah! Uh, Angus, you know, they're in a starship. Uh, blaster fire isn't going to hurt them much. It's gone. All of it. It's gone. Ah, uh, well, that's that's too bad, but, you know, you still got your letter from Boba Fett. Oh, that's right. Why don't I look at it? To my best buddy, Lewis, being a bounty hunter is hard, lonely life. You are the first person to see past my armor and see the real me inside. I thank you for being my first and only true friend. I promise after I drop Solo off, I'll find you and we'll go find Mon Mothma, your best buddy, Boba. Looks, looks like you're getting kind of friendly there. Yeah. Now remember, after you find Mon Mothma, you have to come with me. we got to get rid of the little green dude. Oh. Okay. Sure, Bob. 
Will Angus be beaten up by Chewbacca some more? Will Lewis meet up with Boba Fett? Will Bob ever get that little green guy off his puffer tag? Find out next week on the next exciting episode of Stormtrooper Bob! Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by Bounty Hunter Greeting Cards. When you actually care enough to hire the very best. Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by www.jedi.talk.com. The voices of Stormtrooper Lewis, Stormtrooper Opie, Stormtrooper Twitch have been brought to you by Mark Henderson. The voices of Stormtrooper Bob and ICU2 have been brought to you by Eugene Cash. The voices of the narrator and Stormtrooper Angus have been brought to you by Ian McCormick. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Stormtrooper Bob. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, Vice Roy. Roger, Roger. Our Star Wars and Dragon listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. Hi, this is Lisa Stevens, president of the Star Wars Official Fan Club, and you're listening to Star Wars On Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars On Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Uh, Brian, who's with us in the chat right now? Well, we have Adria, we have Ikastra, Hobnoblet, Leandar, Lunatic, Simo Kenobi, and Snakes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we promised you this show was going to be special. Well, uh, we've got Chris Gore uh, with us on the line. He's a writer, a filmmaker, a speaker, a television host, and a commentator who has built a solid reputation as an outspoken voice in the independent film world. He's recently, he was recently named one of the 25 most influential people in independent film by the Film Festival Today magazine. Uh, that, of course, was taken out of his uh, bio from chrisgore.com. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing? Uh, doing good. Uh, you know, excited about uh, this coming out. It's Yeah, it's it. Uh, that That's absolutely right. You're a big Star Wars fan. Uh, huge Star Wars fan, yeah. I mean, it was, it was the movie that made me want to be involved in the movie business. I mean, it's... It, I mean, and my story is not unique. I mean, so many people who saw that film when they were a kid, um, it just had such an impact on them. Um, and you see it permeating so much media because there's a whole generation of people that were inspired um, to get involved in the movie business. And, and you know, I, I do have quite a Star Wars collection. And, you know, I've been buying stuff since I was a kid and, of course, uh, was obsessed with the prequels like a lot of other people. All right. Well, what was your first ever uh, Star Wars, you know, moment? How long have you been a Star Wars fan? Uh, since I was about twelve. I mean, that's when I first saw the original Star Wars, not called Episode Four or A New Hope or any of that. Um, I saw it when I was twelve, um, and I remember seeing commercials on late night television for this science fiction movie. You know, I, I think the, the trailers for the original Star Wars weren't particularly good because I don't think um, I don't think the studio knew what the movie was. I mean, in fact, you know, they wanted to change the title of the movie 
from Star Wars because they said that audiences thought it would be about celebrities fighting. Uh, but, but, but I remember seeing the commercials on late night TV and then, and then going to see the film and from the very first shot, I, I remember looking behind me because I was so close to the screen and I saw it at the Americana Theater in Detroit, Michigan and now the fun movie theater. But that theater was the biggest movie screen in, in Detroit and I saw it on a Saturday and it just, that was it. It was, it was, my life changed after that. Well, that um, like like a lot of other people, and and it was it became. I had to read every magazine that had anything about Star Wars, from Famous Monsters to Star Logs to Fantastic Films. Any book that came out, any magazine, I just voraciously bought them. All right. Well, you you mentioned it changed your life when you first saw Star Wars. Uh, it. The, what you're doing today, reviewing you know indie films and reviewing DVDs when they're coming out on G4 Tech TV, uh, is that is it, did Star Wars actually led you to that in a way? Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, like I you know I, I began making films and then became a journalist. And now I kind of bounce back and forth, which is probably not the smartest career thing to do. But but I uh, you know I I made this film, my big fat independent movie, which is not uh, an influence to Star Wars at all, but, but there is one reference to George Lucas in the film during the, the animated title sequence. Um, and then I'm working on another movie that I'm going to be shooting next year in Utah. Um, but, you know, I write a lot about film, and the one thing about Star Wars a lot of people uh, don't realize, it really is a demonstration of every possible technique you could use to make a movie. Everything from makeup effects to, um, you know, digital effects, Uh, and, and uh, you know, location, costumes, it's, it's everything you could possibly learn about filmmaking and film production can be learned from watching the Star Wars movies. It's like a, it's like a demonstration of every possible technique, except perhaps uh, acting. I think that's always been a weakness of, of the Star Wars films, but, but um, I think it really is that universe, you know, because the circumstances are are in some ways so cheesy yet so heavy um, that the acting sometimes is not always... It's uneven. I wouldn't say that it's bad. I would say it's uneven. All right. Well, that's probably because you got some experienced actors and some, you know, new actors, new faces uh, just coming out in those movies. So it probably, you know, helps st stabilize the whole acting thing. But Well, I think, I think people give... You know, I think Mark Hamill did an amazing job in that... In the original trilogy, I mean, a lot, he really deserves more credit for grounding that film in reality. I mean, he was the character audiences look to to figure out how to how to react to certain situations. He he made it real, yeah. Um, as well as Alec Guinness, so you know, um, there's something to be said for that. And, and you know, Lucas is the kind of director who who he finds new talent and and um, actors that aren't as well known, and then and then uh, makes them big stars. Most definitely. Uh, we were we're here tonight because we want to talk a little bit about the upcoming Star Wars Episode 3 DVD. But oh, nice. But first, what did you think of the original trilogy release last year? Well, the original trilogy DVD release uh, for me was kind of a disappointment. I I think that what I would have preferred Lucas to do is uh, two discs. You know. The original movie, as it was released to theaters, and the special edition. I mean, I think, like a lot of other fans, I own uh, a bootleg copy on DVD that's a transfer from 
the Laserdisc, which I happen to own, the Definitive Collection Laserdisc by Criterion, that thing is going to be on my shelf forever. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to be buried with that. I mean, that is, those are the Star Wars movies I remember as a kid. I'm not a big fan of the special editions, um, but what I do is, I think it's fine for Lucas to change it. I mean, you know, how could you plan something that epic all at one time unless he had decided to remain with the same techniques, which I think would have been almost impossible to do. So I'd like to see an ultimate edition where they take all six of those movies and really re-edit them um, and, and, and you know, maybe replace Yoda. This may be, you know, uh, controversial to say, but, you know, replace Yoda in the original trilogy with a digital Yoda. This stuff doesn't match now. It doesn't seem like one cohesive story, even though that was what Lucas said he was trying to do all along, was make one cohesive story. They don't match at all because you're spanning, you know, almost 30 years of techniques of making movies. Technology changes. So I'd love to see him do an ultimate edition, but those special editions, I just think there's one that's unmade that, that should be should be done as well as the holiday special. I think the holiday special, as a kind of pop culture kitsch, should come out on DVD officially. Most definitely. Sadly enough, Lucasfilm has given us word that they probably won't do it. But hey, that's what conventions are for, and that's what bootleggers are for. <laughs> well, no, I hate to say that, but you know that that you know I, I'm only forced to, to buy that stuff when it's not legally available. But it certainly should be. You know? I mean, that's, that's Lucas being stubborn. You know, I mean. Spielberg had the right idea. When Steven Spielberg released E.T. Um, a few years back, he had both the original theatrical edition and his digitally enhanced special edition, which really wasn't that much different. Yeah. Um, he included both, and I, I, I respect him for that. So um, kudos to Spielberg for doing that. He should take, uh, you know, Lucas should take some advice from his old pal Steven. That's it, because they're, they're still, you know, they're very good friends, so they should actually concur on some, th- some stuff like that. Oh yeah, especially with a, such a high demand from the fan from the fans of Star Wars, you know. It's right. Well, I understand that both Spielberg and Francis Ford Coppola actually helped Lucas with some of the storyboards, of, especially Spielberg with the action sequences for Revenge of the Sith. I mean, look, it's the strongest of the prequel films, and um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's perfect. I mean, it's certainly a flawed film, but I had so much fun watching that movie. It was just that experience. You know, uh, watching it with fans. I mean, people going nuts. It was really like closing a chapter, not just on Star Wars, but on my personal life, because Star Wars has been such a big part of my life, you know, for since I was a kid. And there will never be anything like that again. Think about that. In our lives, we're never going to see a series of movies that has had that much of a pop cultural impact, that spans that much time, that impacts that many people. I mean, it's, it's unprecedented. We'll never see it again. Most definitely not. Um, now we're going to be talking about Episode 3 DVD coming up next week. Uh, did, you, did you actually manage to get yourself uh, the, the, a copy of the DVD right now? Did I, actually, I actually do not have a copy of the DVD at the moment, although, uh, you know, through a source, I happen to see the deleted scenes. Okay. Uh, one of them was quite compelling with Grievous and Shock P, um, which was a, a scene that was kind of, it was cut, and then they they took some of the information that was in that scene and included it in another scene. Yeah. Um, so, but I thought it was really well done. I mean, it's just, you know, look, the one thing you can't ever criticize Lucas for is there's no shortage of good ideas, you know, coming out of his head. 
Um, it's a matter of, you know, how, do, how does he manage all of those ideas and, and make a cohesive story? I guess, I guess that's why he's such a fan of editing, the editing process, because that's really where you begin to see the film take shape. All right. And uh, do you think, what do you think about the upcoming episode 3 DVD? Do you think we should buy it, rent it, or just simply let it go? Uh, that, that, that's about the easiest question I'm going to be asked in my life. Of course you should buy it. I mean, you know, I mean, you have to have it to complete and to watch. I mean, I'd love to watch all those movies back-to-back now on DVD, have a little marathon. But, it, but you know, I also would love to see, and I wrote an article about this on, on my website, filmthreat.com. The title of the article is Make Your Own Damn Star Wars Movie. And you can, you can search for that on filmthreat.com. But basically the premise is, you know, with the Phantom Editor recutting Episode One. And then when I saw the IMAX version of Episode 2, that's a better movie. It's 20 minutes less of all the extraneous Jedi Council and movie scenes, you know. Um, I really think that people can now, with all these movies available on DVD and with uh, amazing editing software, you can have a lot of fun with these movies now. I, I suggested that someone should do what I call the Godfather 2 cut of Star Wars, and that is recutting like a three-hour version of, Star- of all six movies where you parallel the stories of Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker and show where each of them takes, makes different choices, almost in the way uh, that they did in Godfather 2 with Michael Corleone and then, um, you know, his father, Vito. And you're paralleling their, their you know, stories. I, I think that that would be amazing to have someone cut something like that. Well, fandom being what it is... I'm pretty sure we can expect your idea to be heard somewhere and be done sometime. Someone should do that. The Godfather 2 cut of, of the, the Star Wars... What is, what is the word for six films? Sexo- sexology? Yeah, exology. Exology. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'd love to see... I love... Like, I'm a, bit, I'm a fan of fan films. I love fan films. I think they're hysterical... Um, you know, a big supporter like Kevin Rubio with Troops, but there's so many good ones now. Um, I really hope that, and the quality of them is just amazing. I mean, they're epic. The only thing that's, that's consistent with most fan films is the acting is not very good, you know? So, in a way, they're a lot like the Star Wars movies, but, uh, but I'd love to see the fans make that unmade third trilogy. You know, it was always supposed to be nine films. In fact, I interviewed Gary Kurtz uh, when the special editions came out um, in 97, in fact, you can look, you can read the interviews with Gary Kurtz on filmthreat.com. Uh, I asked him about the third trilogy, and I asked him what he thought of the special editions. He was very polite. With regard to the special editions, he just said the thing that bothered him is that the music cues in the battle on the Death Star in, in episode four don't, don't match. The music cues are off in terms of what's happening with the action. And then, you know, all the ideas that they had for the third trilogy which was um, which was basically the Emperor survives the Emperor is still around yep. and and Darth Vader is defeated um, it's a much Re- Revenge of the Jedi was going to be a much darker movie oh yeah and and, um, and the Emperor just continues the Emperor uh, that, that battle will continue and Luke finds out that he has a sister but it's not Princess Leia he finds out he has a sister somewhere out there and he's going to search for her he finds out from his father um, so it, it would have been I would have loved to have seen I think that Gary Kurtz his influence on Star Wars is not to be underestimated 
And I think that, um, I really think that he was, he was the one that was the keeper of this, this sort of big, the galaxy feels so big. You know, the, the, the thing that felt epic about those first two movies and Return of the Jedi in retrospect is not the best of, of those three. All right. Uh, you're, you're, of course, a big DVD fan, a big DVD critic. Um, what do you think of the idea... I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm uh, describing myself as a DVD critic. I'm a DVD geek. Okay. You're a DVD geek. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the idea of releasing the second volume of The Clone Wars on December 6th after the release of Episode 3 on DVD? Um, that just means i got to go to the store twice. That, does, that doesn't bother me. I mean, it might have been... It could have been, been a production issue. I mean, look, as someone who's produced DVDs, I'll tell you, you know, there's all kinds of things that come up, all kinds of problems that you never anticipate. Um, so, I mean, they could have released it on November 1st, but you know what? A lot of people, it, it, it's kind of a drag. Like, November 1st, look at all the stuff I have to buy. I also have to buy Battlefront 2. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I've got to get Battlefront 2 now, you know? Um, and I'm going to get it for Xbox, and I'm probably going to get it for PSP also. And I'm probably going to get a second PSP so I can play it, uh, you know, with a friend, because I want to I play the wireless Battlefront 2 on, on PSP, but... Like, that's a lot of money to ask fans to spend. I, I think it's a good idea to, to spread out those things so you're not having to drop 500 bucks in one day. Yeah. Like I plan to. Okay. Well, I'm sure you could always ask Kevin Pereira to land you a copy of Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah. No, that guy's a game hog, <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> He doesn't share his games with me. Um, but I don't share my DVDs with him, so we like it that way. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got Lee in the chat who says, uh, Hi, Chris. I hope you're doing well. It's been a busy year. Good to see that my big, fat, independent movie is doing well. And uh, we hope that you are as well. Uh, she saw you at C3 and at Comic-Con. Oh, cool. And uh, she, just wa- Comic-Con. she just wanted to say hi. And I'll tell her I said hi back. <laughs> you just did. Oh, and, cool. And uh, there's also uh, Danny, our uh, producer, our old producer of the show. Uh, he wants to know what you think of the two future format of HD DVD. Do you have any more details on it? You know, the Blu-ray and all that? Right, yes. No, I know all about it. It's, it's, it's going to kill the format. The format will not succeed because of this. And it's really, um, it's these, Uh, you know, mega media conglomerates, um, you know, wagging their egos around and trying to dominate a format. It, it's sad because the drag is, is that DVD looks so good on a decent uh, television, you know, that, you know, I don't know. Is, is the mass public going to adopt HD, DVD, HD television? It hasn't happened yet. Um, so I really think that, that it's going to kill the format. I think HD DVD is going to be like Laserdisc. And, you know, I still own about 50 Laserdiscs um, that I've kept, and I still have my Laserdisc player, but it'll end up being a high-end medium, but not a mass-market medium. Um, DVD is a mass-market medium because they did everything right. Um, HD television is still not fixed, so HD DVD is, is going to fail. The two formats um, are just are going to kill each other. But, you know, look, if Star Wars comes out on HD DVD, that'll be the one that I get. It's going to be confusing now uh, to consumers. But um, I think, Chris, it'll be... Mistake. Uh, I think it's awful, and uh, you know, they did DVD right, and they should have looked at that model. I think they're gonna, Blu-ray will succeed because they're going to wait. And um, the computer companies are behind Blu-ray. 
and I, TVs I, will I, fade so out. going to emerge a winner, it'll end up being Blu-ray, but you never know. You never know what this stuff is. To me, the stuff that drives the market is when it when it becomes mass consumer. You know that, and when it's kept simple. You know, none of this like I got to add on this to do that. It's like, look, I buy a DVD. I can buy a DVD player. I can, you know, I use my Xbox for a DVD player because it's a great progressive scan, and I love progressive scan on my Xbox. So I use that as my DVD player. Um, so. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it, it's a wait and see scenario. But I really think because the televisions haven't taken off, um, the format's just going to have a rough time. Whereas DVD was the single most uh, successful electronic, you know, consumer electronics project in the history of consumer electronics projects products. I mean, it was just you know out of the gate hugely successful. It's also because they're cheap. I mean, DVDs are cheap. All right. Is there anything that you would like to promote that uh, that we should take a look at? I know there was this great article uh, about the uh, about the celebration tree line for George Lucas. Uh, the line of Alludes article. I do believe it's on filmtrad.com. I might. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was Mark Bell. Uh, yeah. You know, one of our guys at Film Thread, a uh, waiting line for George Lucas. He was going to try and get me in line, but there was just no way. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, you know, Film Thread focuses independent film, but we write about Star Wars quite a bit. So if you just if you just put Star Wars in the search on filmthreat.com, you're going to see a lot of stories pop up, and we've reviewed probably every fan film that's ever been released. Um, so yeah, we're we're big Star Wars geeks and fans over at uh, at Film Threat, and, and you know I'm not looking to promote anything. I mean, if you want to look at what I'm up to, just go to you know chrisgore.com and uh, you know and and check it out. You know, I'm I've always I'm juggling a lot of projects. Uh, I, but but I'm I'm still a geek and still a fan in the midst of you know all the you know books and and film and TV stuff that I do. Yeah, but I do believe that it was you guys who actually uh, released on DVD the George Lucas in Love, unless I'm mistaken. No, we didn't do that one. Although we do have coming out next week, uh, Star Wars. Oh yeah, um, that's it. Star Wars is coming out on DVD. I will. That, that this is a plug I should put in. Star Wars is coming out on DVD November first. Um, you can buy it online, actually, if you go to uh, filmthreadtv.com slash shop. Um, Star Wars is for sale right now. Yeah. Um, you can get, and it's a double disc special edition, and um, we got this girl, Christy, to do a photo shoot in a slave layout outfit. She's on the cover, and she's on all the menus, and we interview her. As well as many other women dressed as slave Leia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we're going to have to have Martin on the show again, so we can uh, talk so, more about that. Definitely, definitely, you want to pick up Star Wars, the double disc special edition. It is the ultimate um, like DVD celebration for fans. I mean, it's everything fans could possibly want. We've um, uh, we've actually talked about this DVD on the show before, and uh, as you say, I highly recommend it to all Star Wars fans. Yeah, no, you got. I'm telling you, man, get that DVD. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> All right. Well, two two more things, and then you're off. Uh, it's uh, it's somebody special to our team's uh, birthday tonight. So if you could if you could just wish a happy birthday to Adria. Happy birthday, Adria. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, if you remember the liner, if the over 21. If you're over 21, you should do what I always do on my birthday. Celebrate. With uh, an adult beverage. That's what I like to do. I'm pretty sure she will. <laughs> we'll see to that. She is over 21. Uh, Good. And uh, the only thing remaining is basically the liner for uh, Star Wars on Direct. 
and you can which which is which is basically the hi this is Chris Gore and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct and uh you can uh you can do it with any variations you'd like. Hi, this is Chris Gore from filmtread.com or for from ChrisGore.com. It's up to you. Uh, okay, so let me, let me practice this first because we're offline right now. Uh, yeah, no, no, we're online. We're we're online right now. People are listening to us. They're going to listen to me rehearse this. Oh, yeah. Suck? Don't worry. You I'll won't try, be the first. I'll try not to suck. I'm going to try not to suck right now. Here we go. This is Chris Gore from filmthread.com, and you're listening to Star Wars and Direct. That was just perfect, and you didn't suck at all, I assure you. Um, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for having me, man. It was, uh, it was cool meeting you at Celebration, and I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. You know, I, I could talk about Star Wars quite a bit. Well, it's it's my pleasure. I do remember you saying at after uh, after the the Star Wars uh, spectacular from Rick McCollum that it was just mind blowing and that you had read the script. It was going to be one of the best Star Wars movies ever. Do you still do you still hold up to your words? Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 the best of the prequels. I'll tell you that. I think Revenge of the Sith is definitely the best of the prequels. Um, you know, and 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 you know what? That, this is the way Lucas decided to go with the story. He could have he could have gone any number. But um, I, I think that uh, you know what I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm buying it, and um, I can't wait. I can't wait either. So if people want to find out about want want to find out more about you, they they can go to chrisgore.com. If they want to find out more about your interest, which are mainly indie films, uh, they can go to filmtread.com. And of course, they can catch your uh, wonderful uh, part of the Attack of the Show team every Tuesday for the DVD Tuesday release, where you review every movie, and hopefully we'll see some Star Wars action next week. Definitely, yep. Oh, I'm going to be talking about Revenge of the Sith next week, you bet. All right. Well, All right, cool. Thank you very much. Just hold on. And for those of you listening to the show right now, we'll be right back after this short transition. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. All right, welcome back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom. Well, now that I can actually say it, I hope that you like the uh, commentary that we actually uh, gave you a shot to listen during the, the, the break before we had Chris on. Uh, it's too bad if you're listening to the podcast because right you're now, not going to be able to listen to because it. Because you just missed it because it's only something for live listeners. That just like live. all those you know, surprises we do in every week and all that. But you know what? That's who we are. Yeah, but you'll be able to get it next Tuesday, so it's not really. That's it's it. just a week in advance, and it was just twenty minutes. Don't worry, you're gonna you're gonna get it really soon. All right. Well, uh, did you like the uh, Chris Gore interview? I did very much so. It, it's it's really it's really great. He was supposed to be on the show around like four twenty back there uh, in uh, in L A, but he was on the show at around more like. Uh, uh, 450 or something like that because I ran upstairs and I saw him on the tube so I came back down and he was on but uh, we finally got the we finally got him on the show and it was a great interview I hope you all liked it but now 
it's on with the show and with the main subject of the evening. It's going to be an overview of the uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, which uh, very interesting series by Dark Horse. Yep. And you know what? It's just to prove to uh, Chewie of Borg, for instance, that some comics are really worth reading and are they're to like the best. And personally, I think that the Tales of the Jedi are one of the best set of series of trade paperback that you can actually own in your collection of comic books and, and graphic novels, uh, whether you're a Star Wars fan or not, just because the story is so well written. And that's something you're not going to hear me say very often. Uh, but you know what? It's most definitely worth the the the, the twenty bucks buy, and uh, you got a huge stack here, Sebastian. I know. You got more than twenty dollars worth of comics. No, no, but it's like twenty each for like yeah. trade paperbacks, and there's there's six of them, unless you count the uh, the seventh one, which is uh, Jedi versus Sith, which came out two years ago now, I believe, and uh, I count it as a tale of the Jedi because it, it takes tells place after. Yeah, kind of. It, it takes place after and before, you know, Certain like about things. a thousand years before New Ho, uh, Episode 1, uh, Phantom Menace. So, so, right before Yoda becomes a Jedi. Yeah. So, that was, that's a very nice series of books. But, uh, it actually, it all starts in a series of a two of two books, which take place 4,000 years prior to, uh, the, uh, to the, act, to the Battle of Yavin. Let's put it in the right position, and uh, it's basically about the Old Republic, and those two books are actually about the Darragon family, which is a family of uh, hyperspace explorers. Gavin Jory. Gavin Jory Darragon are both uh, twin twin brother and sisters, and their parents sadly lose their lives while uh, making a drop on a planet of the Empress Tethys system, uh, which is a planet where there's a whole big war going on. And all through the, those two books, uh, you can see the, the trouble that Gav and Jory actually go through. And you can see them, y- you can actually see how they get in touch with the Sith and how they bring the Sith back to the Republic and what actually begins the entire uh, you know, rise of the Sith Empire afterwards. Uh, the two books are called The Golden Age of the Sith and The Fall of the Sith Empire because it's the second so- the second set of story that we see into that is that Gav and uh, Jari are actually going they're, they're hyperspace explorers That's they, it. they do is they just they, they were down on their luck and they stole their own ship and just flew up into space and punched in you know uh, through the computer at random That's it. and ended up on Korriban. Yeah. And they were wondering what was happening then, which was actually the... Uh, the, the funeral of... of Nagasato. No, it's not. It's of uh, Marcos Ragnos. Oh, Ma- Ma- Marcos Ragnos, sorry. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, been a long time. And uh, Na- Nagasato and, and Ludocrass are actually going... Uh, at They're each fighting. The, at each other's throat because they want to know who's going to be the next ruler of the said empire. And the Sith, being like you know, dark Jedi, were basically banned from the Republic, and they were sent to, car- to to like a planet far, far away, which became Carbon. And they actually met with the Masasis, and some of them actually got together in some bestiality thing. I 
don't want to ever yeah, see that. Yeah, they in were the like, books. they were like, they they created this race. That's it. They just like cr- double doubly created the race, which is the pure sits and the unpure sits, and Ludo isn't a pure sit. Uh, Nagasato is they they got this big fight going on. It's funny to see how they got those crystal swords. Uh, well, they use the lightsabers. They they use like vibro swords. Yeah, that's it. And they're they're very they're very like nice and weird and odd to look at. Uh, this is the series where you can actually find lightsabers hooked up to battery packs. Yeah, it's very it's it's very early. It's five thousand years before. A New Hope. 4,000. 5,000. 5,000? Yeah. Okay, 5,000 according to chronology, and the other one is 4,000 then? Yeah. That's it, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's a basically uh, Gav and Jory become uh, prisoners of uh, Ludocrass, and Nagasato frees them, brings them to his, uh, what would you say, bunker? Lair. <laughs> Lair. And he just, he just, takes care of them and then he makes he makes uh, Jory believe that Gav is dead and all that and he makes her run away back to the Republic on her ship to Empress Teta to the Empress Teta system and wouldn't you know it there was a little beacon on it on the little ship and Nagasato basically got his uh, his entire fleet and flew straight to, to the uh, Republic to the Republic Thinking that he had uh, actually killed Ludocrass. But foolishly enough, he hadn't. And he met a much bigger resistance than he believed he would uh, when, he, when he went against the forces of, uh, of the Emperor's status system. And he sadly lost the war. And when he tried to basically go back to Korriban and the Korriban system, he was... Uh, he was faced with a supernova, and he died. Yep. But he gets entombed. Nagasato? Nagasato, yes. No, it's Sweden Nad who gets entombed. Okay, keep going. Am I missing something? No, I think you're right. <laughs> you're making me doubt myself. <sighs> yeah. Nagasato vowed to let the fires die away again. And then he goes. Uh, he doesn't die. He goes. Oh no, he to, doesn't die. He goes uh, to Yavin Four. Yavin Four. Huh? Hey, we're gonna see that a couple more times. So don't That's worry. He's the one who actually goes to Yavin Four the first time, and he has the Yavin Four temple built over his ship. Yep. Which ship we see later on, uh, as we'll talk later during the set wars and all that. And uh, oddly enough, that's it. The uh, he's the one who built the Jedi Academy temples. That we yeah. see later on, and there is a small mansion of Osis uh, with the Jedi Academy planet and all that, and uh, Master Odin Ur and Master Uru, and uh, these uh, basically Odin Ur becomes the main Jedi to be uh, the Council of Empress Terra, mm-hmm. and we see Odin Ur. Odin Ur is basically the uh, link to the other tales of the Jedi. Because he's one of the main master at the Jedi Academy on Osis, and he's the guy who everybody goes goes to, and even Exar Khan. Yeah, no, he he didn't come straight from that wonderful uh, trilogy of book of the uh, was the, the Jedi Academy. Yeah, I believe Jedi Academy trilogy. And 
He, he came from Tales of the Jedi, and he's actually the first one to ever bear a double-bladed lightsaber. Yep. Which is really, really nice. And when I saw Darth Maul, I'm like, whoa, we're going to see it for real now. Cool. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't as much of a surprise to me as those who had never read the Tales of the Jedi book. And the Tales of the Jedi book mark this incredible war of... Well, it's basically... They, they follow through three different main characters. Yola Keldroma and his family, Nami Sunrider and her family, and Exar Khan. And he's got no family. <laughs> and Exar, Exar is basically... He's thirsty with knowledge. He wants to know. A little too thirsty. And he wants to know so much uh, that he basically picks up, you know, an alacron. <coughs> Sorry. He picks up an alacron. He goes to another planet where they had uh, a dark cider entombed. And uh, that was freed and mad. And basically, he, he grabs his power through a Sith amulet. And from that power, he actually manages to convince a few Jedi to follow him into a war against the Republic, which was, in the end, a very foolish war, because he ends up on Yavin 4 with the Masasi, and he joins in with the Temple. And that's, that's pretty much, that pretty much says what happened to Exor Khan, you know, because we see him resurface later on in the Jedi Academy trilogy, where he actually kills a Jedi apprentice, yeah. and then possesses Kip Duran. He's a real jerk. Yep. I think, you know, being shafted by Ghost probably didn't help, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? And uh, on on that on the sidetrack of that story, you've got, of course, Nami Sunrider and Yula Keldroma stories, and Nomi's the wife of a Jedi, and she wants, uh, she's basically accompanying the uh, her husband, Hender Sunrider, because those of you who don't know, her husband was named Ender. I think it's mentioned like once or yeah. twice in the entire books and all that. It's a very hard <laughs> character to find information on because he didn't live through like past ten pages of one of the books. Uh, he basically get killed on the way to uh, to Master Ton's planet, and uh, he helps Nomi, you know, find the fact that she's got the Force within her. And Nomi actually goes to Master Ton, brings in some Adagan crystals, which are very rare crystals that uh, Ender wanted to offer his, his old master. And she basically builds her lightsaber with the, the crystals that her, her husband was, uh, was going to give as a gift to Master Ton. And all through that story, you can see the, the very short childhood of uh, Nami Sunrider. Uh, Vima. Vima Sunrider. Thank you. And... It's it's a really nice story to follow up through because you can see her power increase and grow as she goes through the books. And then they come up and they, they all meet up on Osis and they they prepare for the war against the, the, the Sith that Exarchon is, is basically raising. And she met, she meets up with Yolek Teldroma. And you know, they form a bond together and they get together. Well, she's, she's, she gets sent to Otteron to take care of the what's going on on Arderon with you like Keldroma and and his brother Kay and the ghosts of Freedom and and the ghosts of, yeah that's it 
which is basically the Freedom Night Uprising. It's a very short book, which I said I don't have right now. Uh, it's well, upstairs. basically what happens, but it's... Um, it's the, 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 the ghost of Freedom Nad is living through uh, into uh, the, one of the, 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 the royal family. That's the, 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 king, the king or the queen. Is, isn't it the king? The king. It's the king's uh, body. And he's very old. Almost, it's like advanced Emperor Palpatine state, you know? Yeah. And he's just doing way too many wrong things and using way too many dark side magic and all that. And the Jedi just have to interfere in order to prevent a war from coming up and a separation to get back in. Uh, isn't is that is it's in the Emperor Emperor status system again? Yeah, on the run. And uh, they just go there to secure the situation and make sure everything is going to be all right and going to be fine. And that's also where we actually get to uh, to see the Mandalorians. Yeah, which is a very nice introduction. Uh, you see, they're more savage than, you know, tactical hunters that you'd think they would be. Well, they, they evolve. But they evolve. The yeah, that's it. But you can see that even then, they have a very good code of honor, and it's it's nice to see that it it, it, dates, it dates back to a lot, uh, to, to, to a long time ago. And uh, so, basically, that's it for the Tales of the Jedi. For Nami, you see her growing into her powers and learning how to use her power learning how to be one with the force up to this fateful moment which we'll get to because it actually involves Ulick Keldrama and Ulick is this young I want to say preppy but that's probably not the good word <laughs> he's snobby not snobby I think he's he's, he's just uh, confident Jedi a little overconfident Maybe a little arrogant? overconfident, not too arrogant, not as not as ar- not too arrogant as much as his brother may be, and it actually gets his brother in a lot of trouble, and it's funny to see his brother getting a, an, an arm cut off at some point in the battle and just picking up a droid from anywhere and just like somehow fixing the hand to his body, and he gets to get like a mechanical arm, Crazy. and you're like, wow, it's like Darth Vader like, okay, yeah, and. You wonder if he's not going to turn to the dark side at some point, but he doesn't. And uh, basically, uh, K finally, the, the the you you can see Yulik is a very is very much a leader of a Jedi, you know. And if it wasn't from the fact that Exar seduced him to the dark side, he would most probably have become one of the greatest Jedi masters that we. That the, the 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 Republic ever saw, such as Master Yoda and Master Voodoo Bass, but sadly enough, he gets seduced or by Master Dark. Skywalker. Not yet. Skywalker's pretty far. Wait till Darkness Tree. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. So uh, basically, the um, the the guys just go on to this uh, to to fight this war, and uh, and basically, uh, Ulick as to go up against his brother. And it's not because he really wants to, but he kills him. And that's when it hit him, it hits him that, you know, he's not doing the right choices. Mm-hmm. He's not making the right decisions. And at that point, Nomi comes Nomi comes in and she's so pissed and sort of like angered by the actions of, of Ulick that she just 
takes the force away from him. She surrounds him by a bubble of anti-force. And he's, he just loses all his power in the force. And it's like going blind. The way, the, the way he describes it is like going blind. And that's taken back. That's taken back after, uh, later on uh, by Barbara Hambly and uh, Callista. Callista comes back from being a spirit and she loses all her force power. And she just, you know, can't bear with that. And the the book that actually taps off the tales of the Jedi is Redemption. And that's the book that is that is really nice because it actually fits with the the entire, you know, Star Wars trilogy uh, altogether. And it's basically the coming back of Hewlett Keldroma to this, the the light side of the Force. And while he's trying, you know, to... He, he actually tries to recluse himself as much as possible, be alone and all that. Uh, Vima, Sunrider, the daughter of Nomi, manages to find him out. Find where he is. And she gets up to him and she says, You know what, maybe you did some bad things in the past, but I've got faith in you, and I can sense that, you know, you're a good guy now. And she wants to be... She wants to be taught by Ulick how to become a master. Because her mother, you know, she's busy now, almost like Leia. She's a, sort of a chief of state, and she's got all those reunions to attend and all these speeches to give and all that, so she doesn't have much time for, daughter, for, for her daughter. And uh, when that happens, of course, she finds time and she goes to uh, this, re- this remote planet, which is almost similar to Hot. And she just finds Yulek Keldroma who is still marked as you know uh, a bad guy from the from the war and he's he's pretty much got a bounty on his head and the uh, the pilot of the ship who led who led every, everyone to to Yulek basically kills him at this last moment of redemption so that's a very, very nice series of book. If you've never read them, I highly suggest you do. Uh, and that's really something that, you know, just going through the time tales or whichever online encyclopedia won't actually give you all the, the feeling of it all. Because it's really all about Jedis and Siths and very bad wars and incredible stories of good and bad and uh, I would say I would say that's that's that pretty much says everything about the tales of the Jedi and uh, I do believe it was a few years ago that uh, Dark Horse released another Jedi vs. Set comic which takes place about a thousand years before Phantom Menace and tells pretty much of the story of Darth Bane and how he gets his first apprentice so that's that's a little out of the way comic. It doesn't tell you much about you know Padawans and how to use the Force and all that, but it's still a nice story to read and to see that uh, friendships are very often broken because of the most uh, easiest things and the most stupidest thing at the same time. So Brian, enjoying your lecture? Yeah. Have you ever read Tales of the Jedi? No, I haven't, but I know the story. I read it in the Essential Chronology. Okay. It's a very good series. You liked it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. From the it's chronology? 
it's very different from the Star Wars, the Star Wars that we do have already, but it's also very much like Star Wars that we've already read and seen yeah. and know. It's a lot. What I find is a lot more um, costumes and the decors are a lot more medieval. It really seems like it's a long time ago, and people are still using staffs and yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's very medieval. Like, it's a, it's like very they're not wearing much clothes, but they're wearing a lot of cloaks and belts and and the, even the ships. The ships, yeah, the ships are like solar flare, solar powered, and and they 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 look really old in state. And when you take a, a look at the, at the ships, what you see is you know almost planes like or like boats, or even boat like you know in in almost papier mache. And it's just funny to look at them. Uh, the uh, the staff you were referring to is a, 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 there. There's a fight between Master uh, Voodoo Bass and Exor Khan, and it's really funny to see how they go at each other. And Voodoo Bass only has a staff to defend himself, and it's a force-powered staff, so it can actually block the blows of the Very lightsabers. Very cool. That's really nice, and. The, the the moment that uh, Exor- that Exorcon turns to the dark side is when he kills no not when he kills when he steals the uh, the Sith Olocron from Master Odin Ur and basically there there follows a very big problem on a supernova and hosis and the supernova happens and there's they, there's no time to save. All the knowledge and all the lightsabers and all that of of the the, the, the planet, Jedi of the Jedi, so Master Odin hers becomes one with the planet, becomes a three, and within his roots, he saves a lot of knowledge. Oh, he does. And later we discover it. And later in Dark Empire, Luke happens to be on Osis. Drop by an Osis, and he gets to go by the uh, the Odin her. Uh, the Odin her tree, and that's when he gets those two, uh, th- those two nice folks from uh, from Osis to train. But of course, they get killed, so that's too bad. Uh, the the ex producer wants to be on the show, so we're going to be calling him right now. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello, we got Danny on the show now on Star Wars on Direct. So yes, uh, it's weird to be on the other side of the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, so, so, so you read Tales of the Jedi, if I remember well, when you were in the university, right? Yeah, it's like way back. It it was in the early nineties, so you know, I. Don't remember the story very much. Uh, I feed off the essential chronology for for the main guidelines. But uh, what I remember is that uh, Kevin did a great story, and I think it was a big risk to put a story without the main characters in it. And so far back before the movies, but it was a success. So uh, that's a big achievement by itself. I like the medieval feel of the story. Uh, I think it's like uh, Middle Ages and uh, all that. So it, it has that kind of feel. 
and I still want to buy it <laughs> to uh, for to add it to my collection. That's one of the essential pieces I think every book collector should ha should have, even if it's a comic, because it, it's the the core story of what happened more than Knights of the Old Republic and uh, the two games uh, and all. Yeah. And do you think they should actually put out a huge, you know, encyclopedia-like book uh, in terms of thickness uh, 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 with the Tales of the Jedi in them? I think there's some kind of a, a, a chronology that will be coming out in December uh, just based on the comics. I think the most of the story will be well explained in that uh, guide, if we can call it that. But uh, a, a compilation of all the comics in one big, huge book, I will buy it. I would buy it for sure. All right. At least, at least that will give you something to add to your collection. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also read. I talked to you about it, but I will not uh, do a review this week. But next week, I probably uh, review the Star Wars Ultimate Visual Guide. It's a really great book, so I will talk about it. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a hold of the new Essential Chronology for some reason. There's no copy in Montreal yet, so I'm well, missed. Well, we're going to have to go to Toronto this weekend and hunt one down. <laughs> of course. Or something. <laughs> and something we might mention, because I think you uh, missed it or you didn't mention it yet, it's... Uh, Since we had the bandwidth problem uh, earlier today, yeah, that uh, future podcast uh, will only include the week, uh, the podcast that was released the, the week before. That's so, it. Uh, the actual podcast that you are listening now will only be available this week. <laughs> That's it. The um We're we're gonna we're gonna see to keep the archives as downloadable from the website as they are. Mm -hmm. uh, if we do see that there is an increase in uh, bandwidth troubles, uh, we'll have to uh, to see what we can do from there on. But uh, Danny's still with us in the editing side of things for a few uh, more uh, weeks, so uh, we'll make sure to uh, to let you you nice folks listening to us right now know. But uh, we just want also that you guys did a great interview, so... Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Without you, we can still survive. Yes. Curry! <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Those of you... It's over yet. <laughs> oh, no, it's just, it's just beginning. It's just beginning. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, nice having you in the show tonight, Danny. Yeah, have a nice evening. Thank you. Too. You too. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Well, that was the ex-producer of the show. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And our new sound technician. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Ecast was telling me, you know, that the last time he read the Tales of the Jedi, he was only four or seven. He doesn't remember, but he, he just doesn't remember the stories that well. Uh, you should go reread them. They're very good stories. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm sure. He, I'm sure they're. He'd like to to reread re them. Uh, and you know what? They're they're still available at every good comic stores. Mm-hmm. For instance, Millennium here in Montreal has them all. Wow. So, just make sure you do buy them in the right order, and you do read them in the right order, and make There's sure... There's a lot of them. Yeah, just make sure you don't miss out on uh, Freedom Night Uprising. 
altogether it comes up to seven books. Altogether. Well, s- seven trade paperbacks. Seven trade paperbacks, yeah, that's what I meant. And seven trade paperbacks, they're pretty big. Well, they're, you know, six issues. Yeah. Regular trade paperback kind of thingy. So It'd be cool to have them all bound. Yeah, that's that's what I was mentioning, and Danny, Danny would definitely b- buy them, and I would most definitely go and buy them again, you know, I've got Redemption. From, like, re- from all the tales. Yeah, that's it. And then they could add in as a bonus, uh, Jedi versus Sith. Yeah. Because, you know, the, uh, the, you, you can see by the look of my, of my books that I've read them times and times again, mm-hmm. uh... But the only one I don't have as a trade paperback is Redemption because it's an ongoing series. I was lucky enough to get you know in into and I I just couldn't resist. Well, yeah, you had to buy them as they were coming out because my favorite character is Ulic Caldroma and the tale thing was Redemption. So I of course I had to know what was going to happen to him. Uh, you know what, Dark Horse? If anyone's listening out there tonight and uh, or doing the, po- the 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 podcast this weekend, you're having ideas or looking into actually coming out with stories of Nami Sunrider uh, story that be that uh, or Vima, yeah, Vima Sunrider story. Well, further adventures of Nomi and Vima, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would just be great. And Todd Donetta, the the what's Leku Jedi, the Twi'lek Jedi. That is their friend in there. So that would be something really nice. There's a there's a nice scene on Ryloth where you see the the the, the, the hot s- side and the cold side. Yeah, the oh. and and the the hot storms and all that. <sighs> and the Jedi tries like Todd the tries to stop the, uh, the 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 heat storm. Oh boy! But he doesn't really manage to do so. But he survives. Burnt like crispy hell, but still. It's a rough planet. Indeed it is. Well, I think this will pretty much conclude the show. Brian, anything to add about Tales of the Jedi? I really enjoy it, and I uh, encourage everyone to go go out and read it. Yeah? Alright. Well, uh, the next show will be on... The Essential Guide. On November 1st. Will be the central chronology. Yeah, the new one, the new essential chronology. If we can get our Gorham hands on it, <laughs> we will, and most most likely we will. But still, uh, we can't wait. What they what they will put out. Uh, by the way, Danny I was telling me. I can't wait for the new pretty pictures. Yeah, that's it. And by the way, Danny was telling me about the uh, the visual guide. Uh, it was really really well done. All the new essential guides have been extremely well produced. So I just can't wait to take a look at the new essential chronology and see all that will be in there. And there's even darkness in there, so don't read it if you don't want to be spoiled end. about the end. And I, I wonder about the legacy of the Force thing. Because if they put all the darkness in there, they might have put some... A sp- like a teaser? Like, te- like there's a total teaser at the end of this one for the new Jedi Order. Yeah. It's really like... Because the Vector Prime came out... And then the essential guides came out after. Yeah. And I think it's at the end. They give you like a total like teaser for for Victor Prime for 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 all of them. For all of them, it's like their trouble. Of course, trouble spots remain. A few interspecies uh, rivalries have been simmering ever since the Hand of Thrawn. And then there's nefarious Tom Nominor. Um, and then who's been screwing things up at Romathul and Osarian, which is the beginning of Vector Prime. 
And then when you go read it, with the part the chronologically when episode between episode two and three, it just says we're hoping that new documents will come out about and soon about this. And it's like episode two and three. All right. So this this one had a lot of clues as to what was going to happen. happen, and the next one I'm thinking as well because it'll like complete all the movies and comic books and other stuff will come in between. All that. All right. Uh, well, before we go, we still have one you know duty to perform: Star Wars Galaxies news. Star Wars Galaxies news? Oh, that's true. Um, Castro says that the Trials of Obi-Wan came out today for people that pre-ordered it, to about 75% of the community. Um, Publish 24 was released last Thursday, along with the game, game-breaking bugs with players losing their force sensitivity and all of the Corellian space system being buggy. Um, Publish 25 will be released next week, along with non-pre-order expansions. There have been no test center notes, so it's probably just going to be little changes for the expansion. Um, as stated in the chat, this game is a beta test. Just like everything else in Star Wars Galaxies, it's a big beta test. You think they're eventually going to come up with like no. one MMORPG that's going to be like topping them all off and they're going to be based uh, on the Star Wars games? I don't know. Because so uh, many fans will get, have uh, I'm going to post up the Q&A session log on the show notes. Alright. And uh, Ikastra says that we should all go play World of Warcraft because there's a 10-day trial for, for friends of players for Mac and PC. Hey, Mac and PCs, you can play too. Yeah, Mac and P- <laughs> World of Warcraft was a Mac and PC game. Blizzard well, is bl- very that's good. It. Blizzard's was always good with with the Mac folks. I, I played Starcraft. Bungie. Yeah, Bungie before I fucking sold my Yeah. All right. Well, if you've got any comments on this show or that you would like to make a suggestion for upcoming subjects, feel free to send an email to studio at swendirect.com or you can always leave a message on our blog or new message boards. To become a port, uh, to become a partner, what's a partner? <laughs> to become a, a partner, partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is, after all, the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message board signatures, etc., etc., and uh, just make sure to, this week, go to filmtread.com and pre-order your Star Wars Special Edition DVD, because this problem... I, I'm going to have to go order it now. It's, you know, I was just getting under my credit card limit. It's going to go all the way back up now. Alright, well, thank you very much to our sponsors FederationToys.com, SitClan.net, our web host, Simple-Net.ca, who had some like issues with our bandwidth, but that's fixed and we're going to be up all week. Don't worry, the blog will be available and uh, the, uh, the podcast will be available, so you don't have to worry about a thing. Uh, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network at TSFPN.com, our partners, the Star Wars Aficionados, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, Anakin and His Angel.com, Nerve-Erdo-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, FurryConflict.com, where you can find Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict audio drama, by our friend Julius, Millennium Falcon, Galactic Hunter, which are still keeping collectors on target, T-Bone, Star Wars Universe, and the Galactic Senate's message boards available at StarWarsWithAZ.com and StarWarsFanWorks.com. 
the home of Star Wars fan audio. All these links and more are available through our website at www.swendirect.com. Isn't it just like so funny that we're still doing the show? The phone is ringing and probably no one's going to answer. Well, the show's about to end. I just want to tell you that, uh, of course, the uh, I had to take a decision about the podcast. Uh, we're only going to have the show's podcast every week. The previous one. Of the previous one, that's it. Uh, the archives for go the onto our main page. That's where all of our stuff is. That's it for the for the main time for 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 time being. The archives will stay up there. Uh, we'll see how much you like the show, and we're gonna try and come up might, with some solutions. We might have to come up with a solution that resembles the one that uh, Happy Tree Friends had to came up, which is basically every month give you guys a selection of our best uh, interviews and shows and all that. You think it's good? I've got other ideas, and we'll talk about it off the Oh, most definitely. And uh, basically, that's it. Uh, we'll make sure to see you next week. Uh, we might actually have something special happening next week. We might not be in studios. We're not certain yet. So It might not be this, that, and the other, and this. Yeah, but it will most likely be about the new Essential Chronology. Yeah. But we might just be surrounded by a lot of other Star Wars fans and a lot of folks and... Maybe we'll hear some uh, Star Wars DVD Episode 3 background noise. Who knows? Who does know? Only fate will tell. And only time will tell. Well, for all the time... For, for, for all the, the folks here at uh, Star Stars Wars... Stars on Direct, the two of us. All the two of us. I'm saying, oh, Danny boy. The pipes, the pipes are singing. And I'm saying, bye, Danny. It was nice having you on the show all these times. And... Uh, Hopefully you'll keep up the good work at editing for the friends of the podcast. And for the rest of the crew here, this is Sebastian saying, see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swonzevec.com for more information about upcoming shows.